Hello, Morongo Basin and listeners around the world online at Z1077FM.com. Here is the Z1077 local news for Thursday, February 29th, 2024. A high desert man was arrested on suspicion of multiple charges of burglary and indecent exposure in several cities dating back to April. On Monday, Anthony Grigley, 66, was contacted by sheriff's deputies assigned to the Morongo Basin Station near Border Avenue and Golden Street in Joshua Tree. The sheriff's office declined to specify the nature of the contact, but Grigley was arrested at around 9.30 p.m. Grigley was arrested on suspicion of several counts of burglary, car theft, vandalism, trespassing, shoplifting, being under the influence of a controlled substance, and indecent exposure. Court documents show that many of the criminal acts are alleged to have occurred on April 19th and April 20th in Yucca Valley, leading to three charges of burglary, three charges of vandalism, and one charge of indecent exposure, all stemming from that two-day period. Grigley is currently being held at the West Valley Detention Center on $120,000 bail. In 2018, Grigley was arrested for investigation into a burglary at the Joshua Tree Retreat Center's bookstore. San Bernardino County Sheriff Shannon Dykus spoke about Project Hammerstrike in Joshua Tree yesterday. His appearance was part of San Bernardino Board of Supervisors, Chair and Local 3rd District Representative Don Rao's monthly open house meeting series at the Joshua Tree Community Center. Sheriff Dykus discussed a wide range of topics, including growing up in the Morongo Basin, but of particular note to our area was his thoughts on the effectiveness of Operation Hammerstrike, an initiative that sought to dismantle illegal marijuana grows throughout the county, with many of them in Landers and Wonder Valley. We remember we got completely inundated by illegal marijuana grows, especially in this community, right? So the board funded me for hammer strike and a number of things. We were able to knock it down, and I can, I can safely say we actually had it knocked down to zero not too long ago, and it hasn't gotten above double digits or anything like that. We're mostly in the single digits because the board funded me for two other marijuana teams. So is it perfect? It's not perfect. And I still play whack-a-mole about knocking down some of these big grows, but it is not nearly the proliferation of those grows that we were all experiencing not long ago. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife is moving forward with delegating Western Joshua Tree removal permits to local governing bodies. The state agency would delegate the issuing of permits to more local governments like the County of San Bernardino or the local municipalities of Yucca Valley and 29 Palms through these delegation agreements. Through these agreements, local governments would be authorized to issue take permits allowing for the removal, mitigation, and transplantation of the protected western Joshua trees. When these agreements between the state and local governing bodies are approved, Property owners will be able to apply for Western Joshua Tree take permits from their local government rather than the state agency. Local governments are currently applying to enter into the agreements. Information about when these agreements might be approved was not provided, but Z1077 will bring you updates on this and other implementations of the Western Joshua Tree Conservation Act as they progress. The Elks Lodge in 29 Palms was the setting of last night's community meeting between concerned Indian Cove residents and developers of a proposed resort in their neighborhood. Reporter Heather Clisby was there. Things got heated at last night's community meeting where approximately 40 residents of Indian Cove met with Offland Yonder developers looking to build a 130-cabin resort in the neighborhood. 
This was the second time that developers met with the community, and Luke Searcy, Director of Acquisitions and Asset Management, assured attendees that they took the feedback received from the initial November meeting and have made plan adjustments. Residents like John Vigor were not shy in stating their opposition to the project. I believe this is all for money. This ain't to help 29 pounds. This is for somebody pocketing it, or they wouldn't be out here. I'm sorry, but I'm going to fight this, and I'll guarantee it. We will stop this from going on. While the developers touted the economic benefits to the community, residents were notably unconvinced. Instead, they pointed to noise, light pollution, increased traffic, and disturbance of the landscape and wildlife. And don't get them started on the outdoor movie screen. This concept baffled many attendees in the room, including resident Mara Moon. I don't want to have a movie theater outside of the national park, but once this is built and has failed, it can't go back. We can't put the desert back. Once we rape it, it's dead. If you want to go somewhere, go somewhere that's not in the middle of our neighborhood. All these people live here for a reason. Offland Yonder does not yet own the land as it is currently in escrow. Because the land is currently zoned for single-family homes, they would apply for a rezoning to a mix of tourist commercial and open space residential. 29 Palm City Council member Octavia Scott was also in attendance. What I'm hearing right now is that there's changes that need to be made to the project and people don't want it in the specific neighborhood. And if the project could be relocated to the eastern side of the town, that's, that's certainly something to be looked into. One resident asked the developers about the plan for the earth bag design. Attendees informed the man he was referencing a totally different resort proposal for the same neighborhood, one that has been successfully stalled by the community. The exchange demonstrated just how weary residents have become of having their neighborhood seen by outsiders only as a revenue prospect. Resident Melissa Grissy struggled to get to the root of the issue. Like you're hearing, people don't want this here in the middle of the neighborhood. People don't want this precious desert landscape completely destroyed. It will forever alter this place. I'm just so curious to the why, because I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I think we'll make a lot of money. <laughs> the money. Yeah. Reporting for Z1077, I'm Heather Clisby. Sometime shortly after sunset last night, a flying saucer-like object eight feet wide and four feet tall miraculously returned to the demonstration garden outside the Lander's post office. The iconic UFO sign vanished from the same location eight months ago to the day. Reporter Mike Lipsitz is here with more on this happy homecoming. Lander's resident Jody Barnes did a double take last night when he spotted the sign outside the post office. He immediately recognized it as Lander's artist Randy Brill's whimsical creation that first appeared there in 2018. The sign presented a natural photo opportunity capturing the attention of passers-by until it mysteriously disappeared at the end of last June. Noting the sign was in fairly good shape but unsecured, Barnes phoned his friend Ken Ballou at the Lander's Homestead Valley Association. The two of them carefully transported the sign a few blocks east to Belfield Hall for safekeeping. Preliminary plans call for some touch-up paint before it is re-erected at the post office demonstration garden. Reporting for Z1077 News, this is Mike Lipsitz. The 29 Palms Historical Society is teaming up with the Friends of the 29 Palms Library to bring you a book sale that will have you leaping at literary deals. 
Starting today from 4 to 7 and with an additional day on Saturday, Founders Hall at the Old Schoolhouse Museum will be filled with donated books with no prices set. Grab as much or as little as you'd like and donate what you can, and the 29 Palms Historical Society will split the proceeds with the friends of the 29 Palms Library. It all starts today from 4 to 7. If you can't make it on Leap Day, come out on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's at the Old Schoolhouse Museum on 6760 National Park Drive in 29 Palms. And finally, did you know our local Morongo Basin Ambulance is a nonprofit? Founded in 1948 by a group of seven resident volunteers in the small community of Joshua Tree. Find out about the rich history and depth of services from MBA on the Z1077 Up Close show tomorrow morning. Morongo Basin Ambulance Operations Chief Craig Bell will join host Gary Dineau and take calls live from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. to talk about providing paramedic-level service within our desert communities. That's our local news. Hear local news seven times a day, seven days a week at 7, 8, 9, noon, 4, 5, and 6. If you hear news happening, let us know about it. Email us at tips at z1077fm.com. Reporting for the Morongo Basin News Leader, the award-winning Z1077 Local News, I'm Jeff Harmatz.